Welcome. I'm Lauren Rosen, licensed marriage and family therapist. And I'm Kelly Frankie, licensed marriage and family therapist. And this is Purely OCD. Kelly and I are OCD specialists who happen to also be in recovery from OCD ourselves. Each week we meet to talk about all things OCD, one topic at a time. You may notice we try to bring a little levity and humor to our discussion around this deeply painful disorder, as this has been a very powerful tool for our own recovery as well as our clients. We tend to cover obsessions, compulsions, and exposures. There's also a Q&A at the end. If you would like, you can join us in the future. We meet on Mondays at 12.30 Pacific time on Instagram Live. And if you do find this podcast helpful, please leave us a review so we can gain more visibility to reach more people like yourself and help spread awareness of what it's like to live with OCD. Quick reminder, this is not intended as therapy or as a replacement for therapy. This is for educational purposes only. So without further ado, here is this week's episode. Hello. I feel, is your, does it feel like your head's cut off or no? I don't know. Is my head cut off? Do no. I need to adjust? It, it isn't. I feel oh, like it's, it's not better. as squeezy. It's not as weird and squeezy as it was last time. Yep. You're the right. Side squeeze. The side squeeze. That was really weird. I don't, I don't think I liked that at all. Hi, friend. Like hey, buddy. How are you? <laughs> I'm well. How are you? Good. We just talked a few minutes ago, everybody. So, yeah. Yep. But we're doing and this. We're doing this. We're going. Live. We're doing, doing it live. It live. Our favorite way to do things. Um, so PPOCD, man. Yeah, postpartum OCD today. Boom. It's 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 kind of your jam. It's kind of your it's thing. It's my jam. Yeah. I was just telling Lauren I'm feeling really anxious about talking about it because it is my jam. Yeah, um, we decided that maybe it doesn't have to be pressure because we could talk about it again and yeah. again and all the time. Maybe. Yeah. I might choke basically and not perform like I want to and give it the <laughs> justice it deserves and all that fun anxiety in my head. But anyways, cool, 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 cool story. Cool, cool. And <laughs> also there's a lot to talk about with postpartum OCD. So there is. Um, the concentric circles are big. Oh yeah, it's true. Big concentric, concentric circles, especially I feel with harm OCD and POCD. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So let's, I guess, go into the obsessions, right? Yeah, absolutely. You want to, want to take it or shall I? I mean, the main obsession, I'll just say it. The main obsession typically is what if I harm my child on purpose or inadvertently? Um, There can be a lot of that, the inadvertent stuff, like by proxy, like what if I give my child over to my partner and they, you know, trip and fall and pop the baby's head open. Popping the baby's head open is the best one, really. Mm -hmm. It's really the only one. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Right. And then there's like the direct harm, which, you know, is straightforward. What if I do it? Right. Anything else? I mean, I'm sure there's. Well, no, I I think, I, I think that that's the, the, major crux of it is and and all sorts of really intense intrusive images can come with this and you know I I want to say some but I realize that I'm like holding back because I'm afraid of triggering people what's that about I don't know life is a trigger I think that that's a really interesting point because doing these lives that comes up a lot for me 
mm. is I'm worried that I'm going to, you know, turn people off or scare them away. And I'm trying to, but the reality is, is everybody's at a different stage in their recovery. Yeah. So while some people might get triggered, hopefully they come back and, and find it helpful and listen. But that's definitely my hope. And I, I think what I will say to that end is that I don't think I need to necessarily, I'm not, believe me, I don't think that we need to avoid triggers, but what I will say is that there are lots of really unnerving, frightening, intrusive images that I've heard over the course of, of my work with PPOCD. Um, that's really, really tough because this is your child. So it, it brings with it an additional, well, they're all punches to the gut, really. I mean, yeah, but right to the balls, just right, right, hit. <laughs> direct hit to the gonads or ovaries, <laughs> depending on yeah. you know what's going on. Well, ovaries are gonads, so there's that. Yeah, <laughs> lady balls, <laughs> lady balls. Um, really glad that we just went right for the ovaries. <laughs> That's all I have to say I, about I, that. I like came in hot. I was like yeah. top head. And, and then, and now here balls, we are on the ball. Here, here we are. By the way, if you have any questions that come up as we're, we're talking about all this, you can, did you already tell this? I said, this is not a replacement for therapy. Oh, okay. But I was just going to say there's a little question mark next to the comment bar and you can go ahead and just click on that and add your question and we will do our best to answer with the time that we have. Yes. Thanks for that. I almost mm -hmm. forgot. And oh, also okay. we... We just a reminder to everybody because it's been a while since we've been on this horse mm -hmm. is that um, we do obsessions, common obsessions, common compulsions, and then we go over some examples of exposure work. And then at the end, we answer questions that were submitted ahead of time. And if we have time, we will get to your questions live because we only have an hour. So sometimes we don't get through it all. Yeah, that is true. Good points. Good points. So, so common compulsions, back. yeah, because we, yeah, the obsessions were well outlined by you, I think. Um, oh, hmm. um, what about emotional contamination stuff too? That can come up. Definitely. Postpartum. Okay. And actual contamination stuff, but uh, at, even if it's not, I guess that all falls into harm to some degree, but... Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, with the concentric circles, right, the, yeah. the contamination by proxy and just contamination, certainly seen that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, intrusive images and thoughts too, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then for compulsions, we, I, I think a lot of avoidance comes up, right? I don't want to change the baby's diaper. I don't want to get near the baby. I don't want to, um, and then conversely, being very um, glued to the baby, not willing to to allow partners and family members and loved ones to hold the baby. And, and, and this goes into childhood. I'm not trying to say, obviously we're talking about younger ones because in the postpartum period, that's what we're looking at. But um, so yeah, I can be one of those two extremes is one example of compulsive behaviors. And right. You want to throw out some? Well, and just to add on to what you're saying about like the time frame is, you know, I think we would treat perinatal OCD as, as well, like the same mm -hmm. intervention because it can ha certainly happen during pregnancy. Mm -hmm. um, and, 
you know, I've looked up the time frame. It's interesting. I think it's like three months or six months where they cut off what's considered postpartum. I can't remember if it's three or six. But usually That's I don't so see, weird, right? I know. I usually don't see people in my office until way after that, you yeah. know. Well, um, and it's interesting too, because in, if, if we're looking at post the postpartum period because of the hormonal changes in particular, as a, at least a part of it, that my understanding is obviously not a doctor, but that hormonal changes can continue into like, especially with breastfeeding. Oh, and yeah. like going off breastfeeding right. can have some hormonal changes. So it's not as though it's a discrete time period that's so short, I don't think. Right. And I think it's important we bring it up because a lot of yeah. people are like, well, maybe I don't have postpartum. It's like, well, but your obsession's around your child and it happened on the onset of them being born. And yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Common compulsions can be, you know, lots of checking, um, emotional checking, emotional checking, um, reassurance seeking. I know for me, when my daughter would sleep, which I posted on my stories, like she always looks dead when she's sleeping. She's always like, like a vampire (laughs) dead. (laughs) Oh, gee, please try not to look so dead. Thanks. But I wouldn't, you know, I, I would hate going in to check on her. And I brought this up on another live, I think, is I, because I was convinced like that she, I'd find her, I'd find her dead. So mm-hmm. I'd rope in her dad and I'd be like, David, <laughs> will you go check on Genevieve and make sure she's okay? So you, yeah, Please. partners yeah, can get, cool. yeah, make sure she's breathing. Yeah. And also keep in mind too, with postpartum stuff is like, you know, new moms, new parents, because it can happen to anybody, mm-hmm. not just mom, um, is that there's a certain level of this being a normal reaction of being worried if your child's asleep and breathing. Right. But with OCD, it's just turning up the volume on yeah. steroids. Well, and it's really the response too, because I think- right. Exactly. Many parents do have these concerns, but they don't necessarily always go and check. They sometimes go like, ah, well, that's not really something that I need to do because there's no rationality behind it. Or they maybe they check once and then they, after that, they're like, okay, I'm done. Versus somebody with OCD who uh, gets really excessive in that response. Right. Right, right. Wouldn't you say though, I mean, this is just my take on it, but that it's the exception rather than the rule that parents have these types of thoughts. Or, you know what I mean? Like, I think that it's much more common for parents to have these thoughts rather than not. Oh, absolutely. I think it's like ingrained in us to, you know, part of our brain to keep our child alive is to be scared, right? Exactly. Like, like, let's keep them safe and keep them away from predators. Yep. Yep. What happens with OCD is your brain treats you like you're the predator in this case. Yep. Um, yeah, it's true. So yeah, compulsions. Um, yeah, we cover reassurance seeking. Yeah, there's a lot. I, I, I just like with any form of OCD, the the rumination as a compulsion, any sort of mental review or rehearsal or checking any of that stuff. Good old friends of mine. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um. Yeah, lots of. I'm trying to think mental compulsions 
well, reviewing like a moment to see um, if you acted in a way that was going to harm them, right? Yeah, I think there's a lot of, being a new parent is very stressful. First of all, you don't sleep much, okay? Yeah. So let's just throw that out there, is yeah. that when we don't sleep well and we have anxiety or we don't have anxiety and we don't sleep well, we're not exactly. We're not at and the top of our game, yeah. Yeah, we're not, not really sharp. <laughs> No. Um, so that makes things fuzzy, which can absolutely reduce our ability to respond effectively. But yeah. on top of that, we become more emotionally reactive. So if you put, I'm convinced that if you put an adult in a room with a screaming child long enough, like a newborn or a baby, you will feel like you are angry at some point. Like you want to oh, just shake yeah. them. And I'm not meant to like, I'm not trying to trigger. I'm just saying, let's normalize the fact that you have tried all the options to try to make them calm. You've tried rocking them. You've tried feeding them. You've tried making sure their temperature's right. Change them. Right, change their diaper. Like Kevin's boss and I talked about this on the podcast. It's like at some point your brain goes, oh, let me just try this. Right. Right. Like, cause you're, you're problem solving, right? Your anxiety right. levels go up. Okay. Yeah. And when and that your frustration happens, levels too, they're just, dude, next level, like, like shake the baby level. Well, yeah. I remember the first time I had that feeling and I think I was like, I was absolutely terrified of myself. And that's why I bring it up too, is mm-hmm. I think it's so common but no one really talks about it. If they talk about shaking a baby, they're like, oh my gosh, don't say that. Don't it's shake the baby. Yeah. Or, yeah. Right, or don't shake the baby. Um, if you said that in a, you know, a pediatric hospital or a pediatric uh, doctor's office, it wouldn't go too well. Yeah. But we all have the thoughts. So of let's course. just all normalize it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so the chat, I was sorry, I tangented, yeah. but. Uh, it was a good tangent. Um, I liked it. The, the mental compulsion related to that for me in general was like, oh my gosh, I felt angry. Does that mean I'm going to act on it? Right. Right. Yep. And then the, yeah, the checking of emotion, as you said earlier, is always a good one. Always a good one. Always so helpful. Not, right. not helpful. That was sarcasm. <laughs> just to, to say. What are some um, other compulsions, like specific ones that you can? Yeah, I think we covered, so we covered emotional checking, reassurance seeking, uh, accommodation, avoidance, and being, you know, hyper careful and always like holding on to baby and not, not allowing the baby to be amongst others. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think. Um, physically, maybe physically checking the baby to make sure that there are no signs of, of harm if they were outside of your care for a time. Um, I don't know. I think we've covered it all, don't you? Ish. Mm-hmm. I, I think there can be like, do I love like the ROCD? Let's bring that Ooh, in. For yeah, a that's good. That's a, that's a good point. Like the, um, the relationship OCD. And actually it's really interesting I don't know if I shared this with you, but Dr. Guy Doran or Duran, I'm not sure how you pronounce his name, but uh, he has an article out actually about the relationship OCD between parent and child. 
oh, I need to read it. Is it good? I bet it's good. Yeah, I think it's been a minute. I think I read it. Did I read it? I definitely read the abstract. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Um, so it's a study. It's a study. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. So So buckle up. Buckle up, buttercup, man. It's real. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so the the fear that you don't love your child enough or that you... you, maybe that you've made some big mistake in your life. That's another one that does come up. And I, I think that again, how normal, right? Like here you are, you have this thing that is very cute, admittedly, um, but also at the beginning doesn't communicate really with you. Doesn't like, there's no, even like eye contact really. It's like a blob that poops and pees and, and eats. Pulls and on you and screams you. Right. No, this is like, no, who wants this, right? Like, I, granted, I love babies. Uh, do not get me wrong. But I think it's so normal to have the thought, like, what did I just do? What did I do to my life? Because right, your my productivity life is... is gone now. Yeah, right. Like, if you're an A-type personality, like, just Good luck. basically, like, relinquish all ability to get anything done. But yeah. you're right. It's like a, to- it's a total life transition crisis. Right. identity crisis it's all the hormones all right. of it right and so to, to ask and I think actually it's interesting enough that we say this because in the context of actual ROCD just within the concentric circles that it's normal to get angry at your partner it's normal to uh, have frustrations it's it's normal for them to do things that are like oh my gosh so I, I think similarly that there's this this reaction of oh my gosh is this right but there's obviously much more agency to pull the plug mm-hmm. on that versus with a child it's like okay well right I don't know like, you're this in is it just it this is this I'm I'm in it now um so I all of that to say to worry that you don't love your child enough or that you um have somehow made an irrevocable error in judgment by giving birth to this thing Right. You know. Yeah. I, I'll normal. Just, yeah. <laughs> just throwing it out there. <laughs> yeah. Just let's normalize all of this. Mm-hmm. I like that we're doing that. Um, I will add one, another compulsion, um, which I mean, I don't know if it's applicable. I've heard a few people comment privately DMing me and saying like, thank you so much for sharing this. I didn't, I've never heard anyone talk about it, but it's the psychological harm to your child, mm-hmm. which is a huge one it always has been for me. And I think, you know, it's managed, but at times, you know, as you know, Lauren, it comes up. Um, well, and it's so hard because you are, you have an arsenal of information in that regard. I mean, I feel like, much. The, yeah, it's, you know, if you have psychological harm, best exposure ever is to go back to graduate school, I think. Right? Who would have thought? Yeah, I know. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's a great one. I'm really glad that you talked about it too. I don't think it's talked about yeah. enough. Yeah. yeah. So okay. um, what else? So exposures, uh, speaking of exposures, right? Yeah. Go to graduate school. It's expensive though. Right. <laughs> work. I don't really I recommend it unless yeah. you want to, unless you really want uh, to not get like... paid for the next <laughs> 10 years of your life. Really? No, I'm kidding. It's true. Um, well, actually I'm not kidding. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
so another one would be like, okay, we're going to bathe the child, right? We're going to change their diapers. And there is lots of crossover with, you know, sexual intrusive obsessions with um, children. So bath time and diaper changing can be quite triggering. Yep. So we're not going to avoid those. We're going to go in, we're going to go in hot. I'm going to. That's right. That's right. And if you don't have a child, obviously that's going to be a little bit more challenging because I certainly met, well, and I know we're talking about, Never mind. I was going to, no, 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 I went, no, 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 no. I think you were going to say that other people have POCD who don't have children. Right. I think that's what I was going for, but I was like, yeah, no, let's Um, say that it's true. Importante that you don't need to have a child to have worry thoughts that you're going to abuse a child and and to not want to change a diaper. And yet you may be in a circumstance where say a loved one has had a child and, and it would be helpful if you would be willing to, to carry some of that burden. So something like that. Yeah, I was actually just gonna say, I'm, I wanna hear your thought on this is that some websites and some people say like, okay, postpartum OCD is considered like a mom dad grandparents or even friends or aunts and uncles but then other people have said like well at what point does that kind of cut off and go like harm ocd or pocd and in my mind i'm thinking like well because none of none, we don't fit in a box right none of and who cares so, yeah like it's all the same like what right. do you mean but yeah. i'm just curious like writing a definition of it is hard you know even on an instagram post that's true I just, yeah, I, I think that I hold these, all of the categories so loosely that to your yeah. point, it's like, I just, there's, it's so arbitrary and there are so many concentric circles that where one starts and the other one ends is, is really not very interesting. And, and, you know, to, to transition from intrusive images around, you know, touching your child inappropriately and now they're you know, four instead of six months, you know, okay, so we might call one postpartum and we might call one POCD, but it doesn't really matter. Right, right. Okay, good. I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm like, well, I don't know if you can delineate an actual time frame or the box where the box starts and ends. So just to be clear to everybody. There are no boxes. The boxes are, I mean, the boxes are helpful for us, but and we've right. talked about this before, but we don't diagnose POCD. We don't diagnose PPOCD. We don't diagnose ROCD. We diagnose OCD. Yep. Um, so so other, other exposure opportunities um, might include imaginal exposure. And that can even look like bringing on thoughts on purpose while you're holding your baby or uh, a lot of what we're learning now in the field, especially with inhibitory learning, that's mm-hmm. a word. It um, is. It's a big mm-hmm. word though, man. It is. It's, it is a big word. That within that realm though, we're learning that combining exposures, so doing an in vivo exposure, like changing a diaper, just means like in real life exposure, something that you're doing for those of you listening who don't know. And then including in that an imaginal exposure, right? So um, having a thought about touching your child on purpose while changing a diaper, right? And right. and not and not doing any sort of compulsions around that 
is in fact, you know, uh, something that helps with the learning process. If you do it in other contexts and if you combine the, the different approaches. Yeah. The, yeah. the more under the more, as many circumstances as possible under many layers as possible is yep. a great approach. Yeah. Yep. Um, so what else we've got imaginal, we've got, um, of not avoiding, so going not forward, avoiding. reducing reassurance seeking. I think it's important to keep in mind with reassurance seeking that, you know, especially if it's, you know, actual postpartum at the six month period, mm-hmm. that if you have a partner involved in this, it can, you, you both have a brand new baby. So you're both working on very little sleep mm-hmm. and that they're burned out likely and they're your ally in this, or we'd hope that they would be. Right. And as everyone knows, OCD is when reassurance comes on, it can really be depleting to the other person. So true. And when I treat postpartum, I want to make sure that the partner is involved at the beginning. And we don't want to just remove reassurance entirely because that's going to be set up to fail there. But we do want to work on that. For me, in my mind, first is like, let's try to work on reducing reassurance seeking. Well, and to your point, I think that that builds the allyship. And so that provides more support for the the individual who has OCD long term. Um, Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Um, and in terms of not avoiding things, not avoiding things could look like uh, if, you, if you've been avoiding knives or, I don't know, any sort of uh, appliance that you could think of that could cause harm, right? Like we want you to be using those, uh, especially in contexts where it makes sense to do so. But, you know, if you're afraid of, and we do this with harm OCD too, right? Like if you're afraid of stabbing somebody, it doesn't matter if it's your child or, you know anyone at all to have a butcher knife right next to you while you're watching television is a good exposure like we're just going to hang out with a butcher knife it's cool right or or cooking because you know like if you think about functionality right as a parent you do have to kind of multitask with the cooking and the cutting and the boiling water which is always a not so fun intrusive thought um good one Good like one. I, I literally just got an image. I have very oh. strong image ones, which is great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thanks. I, I do a mind. lot of head popping. That's my thing. But apparently, boiling babies now. Thanks a lot. Okay. Oh, so. boiling them, or you could. Oh my gosh, I'm not gonna go. Why am I so? But I'm not usually so squeamish about this. I would. I was just gonna be like, but it's because it's babies. That's why. I know, right? So the, oh, good point is there's a lot of guilt that comes up with this type mm-hmm. of exposure. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like you could have images of a boiling baby. You could have images of scalding a baby with boiling water, right? Like there's all mm-hmm. sorts of things that could come up. Right. There's no limit. This thing is it's so creative. It really, it it really, really is. It's very yeah. creative. Yeah. And we don't have control over what happens in terms of that image that just came in. And it's like, I can't control the intrusive images, but I no. can control how I respond to it. Including with thinking, just plugging that. Cause I think it's yes. always important to talk about the, the control we have over the thinking process, not the thoughts, but 
but how we follow up with what we engage with. Absolutely. Just to Which clarify. is the response prevention, right? That's mm-hmm. we're talking about exposure. And when you're doing exposure, the most important part of it is that you not do compulsions. So whether that's um, ruminating or it's reassurance seeking or, you know, it's checking that doesn't uh, the whole point of doing exposure is to build the muscle to help you resist doing compulsions. Right. Yeah. And, and let's, re- let's also just throw in there just cause it's Monday and I feel like saying it is <laughs> do it. <laughs> please don't put pressure on yourself. on like, when am I going to get better? Cause that's just going to make it worse. I don't even know why. Especially with the anxiety feeling the that piece but right, I agree it's, both it's like the right. process of, exp- of of limiting the responses right of, of while you're doing ERP is gradual and also if you start to question well what why is it that I'm still anxious the answer is because you're alive right and that's okay your brain's working right that's good yeah yeah good news maybe, maybe it means you had a delicious cup of coffee well done yeah like i just did cheers here's mine <laughs> i don't know oh my gosh yours is so cute it's uh just a shot hot shot hot, hot shot, shot of espresso to right the, to the amygdala yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Okay. I like it. So exposure stuff. Um, I think we've covered it. Yeah. Yeah. I think more? we're good. Yeah. I think we can take questions. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Just a reminder as Kelly's looking that if you have questions, you can throw them in the little question mark box to the side of the comment area, just because it takes time to go through and scroll and find uh, questions. So if you have any, we'd be happy to try and answer them with what time we have. Uh, we do have some questions that came in prior to the live, though. So, um, so here's the thing: I don't have them. <gasps> no. Is it because I posted it and it ended at twelve thirty? That's what I. Well, I was wondering that when we were talking uh, about when to post it. Shoot. Well, good news. Well, the good news is, is I looked at it before we went live. Oh, okay. So you remember some of them? Yeah, I do. Okay, cool. Um, and they thought they were really good questions. So. And there really wasn't very many. I think if people are following me, they probably have got a lot. Um, But yeah, like the chances are they probably. So one of them was related to having one child and then having the fear of having a second child. And if that will Mm -hmm. come back. Um, And the reality is, is we don't know. Right. Well, and what what are we talking about coming back, right? Because the images are almost assuredly going to be there. Well, I think what they meant was a spike. Like, is it going to spike again? It's like, well, we don't maybe. have any, yeah, we don't have any certainty. However, you, you know, if you had it before, it doesn't seem like totally outrageous you would get it. But I also trust you would cope better because you have, yeah, like you've had all your skills on board now, whereas before you didn't. Well, right. And I think my point is that we do have some control over whether something turns into a problem because we, if we're not doing compulsions, uh, it may, your anxiety may spike, 
but that's going to spike even when you're in recovery. Right. 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 There's uh, the emotional piece is going to persist. So are the thoughts. The only differentiating point with OCD is that you're doing the compulsions. And so that's sort of the balls in your court to some degree. It doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean it's like, you're still maybe going to feel an increased urge to do the compulsions, but right. Yeah. Right. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. No, I think it's a good point. And I think for me, once I figured out, okay, well, this is obviously not a healthy, helpful thought at this point and recognizing it was OCD, there was more of a choice involved in terms of now I can choose the awareness of it, right? Is now I can choose to not engage. Yeah, for sure. I I totally uh, agree. Okay, and then another question was about medication, which comes up a lot. Um, And I think it was from my memory, which isn't that great. So if you're on here, please clarify. but it was something along the lines of, you know, do you recommend medication while pregnant and you have postpartum OCD and the reality is mm-hmm. born and I can't give any recommendations on medication because it's out of our scope. Yes. But I would really encourage you to go to a psychiatrist because there are, I, what I do know from my work with people, I'm sure Kelly knows this too, is that there the psychiatrists do prescribe to women who are pregnant not all of them. And I'm sure it's dependent on individual circumstance, but there are generally speaking, there are medications that, that, uh, psychiatrists will prescribe and it might be to your benefit, especially if you have a history. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, right. Because what people don't recognize sometimes is that when you're super anxious while pregnant, you're actually causing cortisol hormones to go up, which also, it's like, well, choose your, choose your uh, poison. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And that's the thing is that there's this sense of, well, I'm going to harm the baby. Talk about, right, there's anxiety, which is understandable right, by introducing this foreign element. But to your point, there are all sorts of things that could harm yeah. the baby. And ultimately... And not that I'm advocating for this, but there are people who are like healthy babies all the time that are born to people who are abusing substances. So, you know, I, I think that it can't be, we, we can't, it, it's not as clean cut as, well, I took an antidepressant that was prescribed during my um, pregnancy and therefore I harmed my baby. It's like, well... But if that were the case, then don't you think crack cocaine would do? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Legit. Right. By the way, I mean, sorry, yeah, I just wanted to, I, I, because I saw it come up in the feed. For anyone who's watching, uh, we're happy to uh, include future episodes on different topics, but we, we try to stick with one topic at a time. Um, so, because I saw an, a question about OCD and eating disorders, and I would love, to, I would love to address that. But yeah. um, we're trying to keep with the PPOCD because you know, yeah, that's that's what we were talking that's about. The topic so, of today, yeah, that's the topic. Um, um, that can be an obsession on its own, too. By the way, medication. So yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, really, anything can be. 
So thanks brain, right? So good. Um, now I have to remember the question, hold on. Let me go through oh. some of that were submitted. Okay, cool. And just so you know, because um, I, I see that she wrote again, do not worry about asking that. It's just, we, we the only reason we do it is that we were getting a lot of questions about a lot of different subtypes. And this way we are able to um, sort of streamline things because we you know get a fair amount of questions about all different subtypes. But please uh, go ahead and DM me if you're interested in you know submitting a topic and we'll add it to our list. Okay, how do I... Mm. Uh oh, this one's cut off. How do I make it bigger? I don't know, but I can um, sort of. Hmm. So it says, thank you, ladies, for doing this live. You're welcome. Yeah, one of my favorites. Um, I don't have kids, and I'm unsure if I want to in general. My question is, if I am currently, and then it cuts off, and I don't know if anyone knows did, how to. Did you see the rest of it when you were like picking it? No. Oh, no. Dang. So, I mean, we can I certainly mean, speak to this generally. Uh, yeah, I guess I don't know what the question is. Is it currently that, like, if you want to have children? Because that was, the, that was like two questions that was submitted is what if I get it when I want to have a child? Right. Like when you get, if you get intrusive thoughts about uh, harming a child or abusing a child sexually, that kind of stuff. Uh, no, I mean, maybe they're not asking this, but I've, I actually have had three clients now who are not pregnant, but they want to have a child, but they're, mm -hmm. they have OCD and they're concerned that what if now when I get pregnant, I develop postpartum OCD severely, right? Yes. Like I have a huge spike in my OCD. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that's the person's question because I'm technologically not savvy right here. I'm learning. That's learning okay. Curve. Learning curve. Um, yeah, but if the person is still here, if you could clarify, we love clarification, but, but what I will say, question. oh, well then yes, then let's address it. I was going to, I was going to add on that maybe the, the idea is that because you're afraid that, it, uh, that not only can it happen, but that some sort of what some related form of obsession will re-emerge and be triggered to come up more often as a result of having a baby, that that can also be uh, an anxiety that comes up, if that makes sense. Yeah, sort of related. no, absolutely. But let's talk about what you, with the question that you definitely got. I think two people submitted it, which mm -hmm. doesn't surprise me because it's definitely come up, like I said, a lot in my, with my clients and, you know, a lot of them have actually seen through and had children which is it's kind of cool it's really fun when that happens as a yeah. clinician because you get to hold their hand through it not that there needs to be hand holding but you kind of get to I don't know it's it's just really special because it usually yeah. ends up really well because they've been primed and they're ready like they're very motivated and they want this and they know what it's like living with OCD baseline so it, it's like usually a really good story <laughs> yeah no it is it's so true and I'll say even from my own perspective it's certainly a thought that's occurred to me personally um because I you know I have an OCD diagnosis and I haven't I have two step stepsons but I haven't given birth to any children and I do want to you know but and it's I, gonna I be freaking fantastic 
it's going to be freaking fantastic. But has the thought occurred to me, like the anxiety thought popped in, like, what if your OCD gets worse? It's like, good one, OCD. Thanks. Cool. Oh, no. Right. And you can sit there and say, okay, good one. And you you can sit there and be like, okay, well, but I've lived with OCD like my whole life and I know how to. I know when it starts to get bad, I need to start seeing my therapist again. And I know when I need to do exposures and I know like you'll manage it, right? Like that's the reality is like the fear may come true and you will respond much better than your brain has predicted you to respond. Right. Right. And even if I have have a hard time, I'll deal with it because that's how, that's, that's how it all goes, you know? And I think I, what I would say to the question too is I wouldn't encourage you to limit your life in any way based on the threat of OCD or anxiety, because that's, that's compulsive. And not only is it compulsive, but it completely limits your, like the whole problem with compulsions is that they limit your life in a significant way. And so we don't want that. We don't, we want what you all, and I, I want myself and Kelly to live a very full and meaningful life. And the best way to do that is to, give OCD the finger. I would do that right now, but I'm afraid that Instagram would get angry at us. Oh, oh. you did it. <laughs> Bye. Son of, a... <laughs> Son of a mother. All right. So, Sorry. No, Instagram. Okay. Oh, I got a new chair. Well, it's not a new chair. Ooh. I brought it from downstairs. It's nice a little squeaky. Do you hear it? Oh yeah, I do hear it. That's good. But the other one squeaks louder. So anyways, going off the rails, toodle. Um, it looks like we did answer that question appropriately. So good job. And thank you for listening. There was also another one related. Oh, Lauren, I lost it. No, that's okay. Related to, I don't, I don't know. I I'm sorry. Let me look at the other question. Um, so a lot of them are really, um, general they're not very specific to OCD that were submitted um like a few people have asked about you know somatic OCD and coping with reducing rumination um a lot of our a lot of our lives we talk about rumination and I mean perhaps we can oh you know what I saw someone post about sleep sorry oh I did see that in the that's a good one um, and that they they submitted ahead of time, so we want to make sure to. So, in terms of can can sleep make OCD worse during postpartum OCD? Yes, I think <laughs> sleep sleep can make everything like a lack of sleep can make everything worse. Truly, yeah. And I actually I have I'm like I have all these articles. I haven't read them all yet, but uh, there I know I have them bookmarked. I'm like there's a million of them. I probably won't get to all of them in my lifetime, but. There is one that I, I looked up that, that talks about the impact of sleep on mental health. It's, I mean, it can't be understated. I mean, just from a, I can only say that from an experiential point of view and from a, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Uh, anecdotal point of view from working with people. But yeah, sleep's super critical. It is. And diet, right? Like mm-hmm. if you're... Make if, sure you're eating. Cause. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, back before COVID, when I would see clients for, you know, nine hours straight and I didn't eat and I'm like, 
shaking, like I'm like intrusive thoughts coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotta Hangry eat. is a thing, but anxiety is also a thing. Oh, coined it. Dang. Yes. <laughs> anxiety. That's your trademark. Yeah. <laughs> anxiety. Because it happens to me or sleep anxiety. Slang anxiety. No, that Slang. doesn't work as well. Wait. Hangzi- anxiety does. Sleep anxiety. No. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Flea anxiety? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Oh, but of and course. just so you know, yes, we are going to save this. We are going to save this. This will be available on both of our profiles this afternoon, hopefully. Yep. Instagram willing. <laughs> hopefully. Um, yeah. I think we have a few more minutes, but do we want to talk about the rumination, rumination stuff? And while you're talking know. about it, I can scroll into the feed too. Okay. So in terms of rumination, super important topic with regard to compulsivity because it's uh, an invisible behavior, which makes it very difficult to not only catch, but also to navigate. And it's not as though... It's, I'm writing this and I can literally just put it down. I mean, I can put it down, but the thing is that my brain is a lot busier than my hands are, generally speaking, right? Like I have a very overactive mind. I'm going to go ahead and assume that anyone who's watching also has an overactive mind. I saw a quote by Renee Brown, who I love. It said Mm -hmm. something to the effect of your brain is like a border collie. You don't have to give it a task, but if you don't give it one, you might not be happy with the one that it comes up with. And I think (laughs) Uh, that's brilliant. That's right. And she is brilliant. So I, and I probably butchered it a little bit, but you get the drift. So border collies are very smart dogs and um, yeah, my brain is just about as active, probably even more so. I mean, I'm not trying to say that I'm smart. I mean, they have probably. nothing on us. They got nothing, baby, nothing. Maybe, yeah. So um, I I think generally this is where mindfulness comes into play. And actually there's a discussion uh, about this going on in the, the sort of treatment community of OCD right now. Of like, can you just stop mentally yeah. compulsing? And I think you can stop mentally compulsing, but in order to help you not, start mentally compulsing again, you probably want to, you know, do something or refocus your attention on something that's meaningful to you. And that could be just as simple as allow me to refocus my attention on what I'm seeing in this present moment, right? It, It could just be come back to the present. It could be, let me refocus my attention on, uh, doing something, you know, meaningful to me, like making a phone call or, refocusing my attention on work or whatever it is right so I couldn't agree more I think people get hooked into that and say like oh well that's am I avoiding like well no yeah I think that there's such a difference between distraction like I don't want to want to think about the thought and I don't want to have the feeling make it all go away there's so much resistance in that but when it comes to refocusing it's about accepting what is and allowing for it to be there and going, you know what, I'm just, I'm not going to engage. Not I'm not going to answer. <laughs> not today, Satan. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> that's my, my OCD's yeah. name, apparently. Um, actually, I've decided, we decided, wasn't it that my OCD's name or, or voice sounds like, well, no, I say I am Groot to the to Yeah. But isn't, isn't mine Gollum, I think? Oh, yeah, my precious. 
Well, so I don't know anyway. why that who did it, but one of us did. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm still trying That's to true. figure out mine. Yeah. The yeah. voice of mine. Yeah. Well done on we'll the rumination talk, dude. Thank you. Yeah. Nailed oh, I get, a, I get a cell five. Yeah. So yeah, said, I think that's so hard to do. It is. Oh it my is gosh, really hard it to is. do because it feels really scary. It feels. Here's the thing, though. I recently was writing about this. I think there's a. I've got a post coming up somewhere in the ether about this, but it is hard. But it's also a relief. I think it that uh, with ERP, people don't often focus on what a relief it is to not have to do a compulsion, yeah, because. True it's so painful to be caught in rumination. It's so painful to uh, feel like you have to ask for reassurance and that you have to give up your relationships for that. So I do think that there's something inherently rewarding about dropping rumination. I know that I've experienced that myself when it's like, all right, I, I get to drop this and it feels scary. That's hard, but I also don't, I don't have to keep doing this to myself. Yeah, and to bring it in circle with postpartum stuff is I can tell you right now, like if people observe me with my child, even now, they might say like, oh, like, you know, they wouldn't think I look anxious. Well, maybe in some circumstances, but they, they would by all accounts probably say like, oh, you're like, really? It's like your mind is mentally doing acrobats and yeah. And I'm not present. I'm not with her. And I remember like one of the first times I could just drop, I just chose to just drop it, like drop it like it's hot. Right, Lauren? Yeah. Um, that's another one of your taglines. Um, my favorites. <laughs> drop it like it's hot is like, it was scary. I felt irresponsible as yeah. a parent. I felt yeah. like, whoa, dude, you're being super risky right now. Uh, like, yeah. You better... like you're resigning your child to, yeah. Right. You're the predator, remember? Yeah, or the right. other people are the predators. And you're going right. to just be reckless and just let that happen. Okay. Yeah. What did mental rumination ever do for me, though? It's right. just robbed me of my time with my child. But I remember when it happened, I was giving her a bath. And ironically, my obsession wasn't around that in particular yeah Yeah. it was just I remember the exact moment when it happened and I was like it's the relief you're so right Lauren I'm so glad you brought that up well and and I loved well because what you're talking about is is uh values too and like you got to reconnect with your child in that moment like and what a precious thing because all we ever have is one moment at a time so if you're lost in here you you miss the connection and that is the beauty of dropping rumination. I think that the person who asked the question had said something to the effect of, yeah, once I stop doing the compulsions, it feels great not to do them. But it it takes that initial it's that leap. First, yeah, <gasps> it's the kick and the that, balls first. I mean, it's hard after that too, but it's like you get increasingly better at it and it you you can begin to really appreciate the, the gifts of it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because compulsions suck. <laughs> they are so awful and they take over your life. And that's why people come to treatment. Yeah. Yeah. And people get better. So Hell yeah, So on do. that note, my timer is going to go off at one thirty-five uh-huh. to give us a okay. three minute countdown. But I do want to add a few things. So Please. one that I think doesn't, it's not brought up enough postpartum is there's a lot of grief involved mm-hmm. and a lot of mourning over time. And you saying that is kind of, 
reminded me of how important that is. Like there's, there's been a lot of lost time that I still mourn over that I can't ever get back. Um, and I go back to values. Like I mourn and then I come back and I'm like, well, how can I make the best of this moment? Cause this moment is what I have. So yeah. keep that, like try to reframe that when you, if you find yourself as a parent, you know, beating yourself up over it. It's like, well, you didn't choose to have OCD. And yes, you did lost, you lost time and let's make space for that. And also let's take it now. Like let's yeah. go for it. Right. Yeah. Like don't let so, self-flagellation rob you of more time. Absolutely. Right? absolutely. Or getting so sort well. of lost in the grief. It's like you allow the grief for sure. And the feelings and all of that so normal. And at the same, and I think it happens in all forms of OCD. I, I think that perhaps it's, you know, more pronounced in, in this form, but the amount of time that your compulsions take away from you, right? It could be you and your relationship to your child, but it could also be just this sort of larger element tonight. And it is sad and it, it's hard to, a hard pill to swallow that you've spent large periods of your life doing these empty behaviors that, that actually just caused you a lot of pain and, and didn't do anything for you. And at the same time, the only the only thing to do is forge onward. And you will, because you're will. all savages. Freaking savages. I love that word. I you know I'm warriors. Mm-hmm. Um all right. I think that's it for the questions. All of them are pretty it's not that we're not gonna we're running out of time, but also we've either addressed them earlier on or in another live, or we will in the future. Yeah. So yeah. We appreciate all of your questions, by the way. So please keep them coming. It's just, we got to believe yeah. me for ourselves too, because we can get off the rails too. Long. Yeah. Yeah. We could yeah. spend all day talking about OCD and geeking out, but we really could. It's a, it's a problem. Um, so yeah. Yeah. We good. Is that yeah. about PPOCD in a, in a box? Could we, in a, we put it in a, in a good box? enough. Hey, look at it. I got matching box I don't know where the other box went it's gone oh my gosh well now Cindy and I you only get to have the, the satisfying click of it at least we'll make up for that I noticed in a session I was doing this I do that sometimes because so it's satisfying you're and you're watching see like Kelly stop like remove okay yeah right. do you see true. what my clients have to deal with yeah well yeah. mine have to do the same thing called it out I'm like, I'm worried, like, when am I going to break this thing? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, oh, I don't know. TBD. Well, <laughs> thank, thank. <laughs> I, I'm so. going to go ahead and reflect backward and just say that I think you did an excellent job. So I don't, I don't even feel like you, you biffed it, dude. When, I don't, like, I'm kind of disappointed. You. you were supposed to do a crummy job. Oh, I'm disappointed too. No, thank <laughs> you for saying that. It's definitely hard, like retelling parts of your story, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. For that. Absolutely. And thank you all to, for who are watching. We appreciate you all so much. And so much. We it's hope so that cool. your holidays in the Hanukkah past, but those yeah. holidays went well and the future holidays go well. And yeah. that 2020 is in a total shit show. Um, if, you enough of it. <laughs> if you haven't seen it already I would really encourage you to YouTube this year is a dumpster fire which is a play on <laughs> the Billy Joel song 
uh, we didn't start the fire, which is pretty great. So good. Do I got to do that. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm just saying, you know, because that's where we're at. I love it. Guys, thank you so much for, for yeah. joining us. It's really wonderful to, to be able to have these conversations and, and to answer your questions. So uh, right. enjoy all of the holidays or the holidays yes. past. Yes. And, um, we'll see you. See you on the flip side. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Oh, you have to. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Just as a reminder, this podcast is not therapy, nor is it intended as a replacement for therapy. If you need further support, we encourage you to seek treatment with a registered professional who specializes in OCD. If you have a moment, we'd love to hear what you think. Feel free to leave us any feedback by reviewing us on your podcast app of choice. You can find past episodes on our website at purelyocd.com. Remember, this podcast is for you. So please let us know what you would like to hear. We want to make our message as helpful as it can be. We hope you will join us in the future as we continue our discussion on all things OCD.